Welcome to We Accept This Podcast. I'm Laura. And I am Leslie. Whoop, whoop. We survived week two at Nima Colon. Yes. Where we had our first two one-on-one dates and our first math. I, I, that has to be the Very most- large. The, the names just kept coming. They started calling out the names and it was like, is this everybody that's here? <laughs> Their faces kind of said like, is there even a point in going? I, I didn't blame them because it's like, yeah. Hey, didn't get to talk to everybody who was even on the date. Anyway, yeah. we'll get to that in a second because that was a, a hot mess. Um, we start <laughs> off the uh, the week with Matt on the Peloton. Is this like the They the- have to be sponsoring <laughs> it. That has to be a paid thing. That can't be a coincidence that it keeps happening. So many shower scenes. I feel like they're really excited because they haven't had a Bachelor this buff in a while. <laughs> It's, it's It was a lot, lot of shower scenes, a lot of hot tubs. There, there's just, it was, yeah, it was, they, they packed it all in this episode. I they did, like they did. He's a good um, looking dude, but I don't need all the, the shower scenes. No. I do appreciate that he clearly works out a lot. Yeah, but, you know, we, we all know, point taken. Like, yeah. we, don't need see, we don't need I see that. So we start off with the first one-on-one date <laughs> with Bree, and it says, love is an adventure, and he's taken her out on the four-wheeler. Four-wheelers kind of terrify me. Um, just Yeah, um, as we can see, the reason why coming up in this date. <laughs> right? It makes me nervous enough. Like, I've never actually seen one roll. Yeah. Now I have. And they just kind of, like, it's one of those things that you think it happens and, then, like, should they step in to try? I don't know. It just seemed kind of like, oh, well, there they go. Let's just keep yeah. taping. Right? <laughs> like okay I, I liked his response where he was like your parents already hate me and I haven't even <laughs> met them <laughs> like yes pretty much that's what they're sitting in their home thinking I would have been a little nervous I'd be like let's just go really slow <laughs> I love that her first reaction to getting the date card was like I'm wearing my worst outfit and I'm like you look fine but I don't know what you're doing with that sweater because usually you'll see either people tie it around their waist or people uh-huh. tie it around their neck if they want to be like super preppy nobody does that anymore but yeah. uh she had a new thing where she tied it like a purse like like on one shoulder and underneath the other armpit and I was like I don't think that's a thing I must have completely blocked that out I must have thought really because it's all yeah. I could think about that episode I mean she looked she looked great aside from the weird sweater placement so <laughs> but it doesn't even matter because he immediately just dumped mud all over her yeah well I think I think I just walked away from this episode more focused on another outfit that comes up. No, no way. I, I have no <laughs> idea who you're talking about. You have no idea what I'm talking about. No. What could we possibly talking about? No clue. Um, yeah. Then, then this is when he when he drops the that he vows to guard and protect her line. Her heart. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, Chris said that later in the in in the uh, on the group date, and I was like, oh my god, guard and protect your heart. That's a that's an old school throwback for. From from Allie's season, so the oldies in the crowd will know what we're talking about. Yes, yes. Matt Matt says he vows to um, protect her and to do better from now on. So I guess it, Chris takes it a step further later in, in the in the episode. We have the whole. Okay, I don't think they have they done this before where they've actually had the lead chop the wood in front of the girl. That was I don't think so. They did bring back the hot tub. I I had missed the hot tub. You know. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind the hot tub, but like, they don't, I don't need to see him chop wood. I yes, just don't. very Paul Bunyan. I don't. And she's just kind of sitting there like, uh, okay. Uh, it was very, very odd to me. <laughs> They're just showing us how manly he is. 
a lot of stuff about Brie, though. Like, we learned that her yeah. mom had her when she was 13. Um, you know, that her dad was mostly absent during her life. And they kind of bond over that a little bit because, you know, we've, okay. we've heard a little bit about Matt's background. Can we Go pause ahead. for a second, though? Um, I think her mom is, like, younger than us. Oh, really? How old is she? Brie. Let's see who we got. Who is Brie Springs. Brie Springs. She's from San Francisco. She's 25. So, if yeah, her mom is my age. And she's younger than you. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I could have a daughter on The Bachelor right now. That's wild. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't know what to do with that. That's no. crazy. That's crazy. But she talks about how her mom had recently gotten remarried, and I think she said that her mom was having a baby. Yeah, it sounded like she 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 went from talking about what sounded like that her mom, you know, didn't really date a lot. Um mm-hmm because of the fact that you know she was raising her by herself but somewhere along the lines apparently that changed because you know she now has this um you know this she was like you know she's starting this whole other family and that's hard for her um so I don't she didn't really explain the switch like she it seemed like one extreme to the other all the time I assume she just didn't date when she was younger and now she's probably that she's 25 so I'm sure she's taking some time to actually focus on herself which she didn't get to do yeah during the years that you know, pretty much everybody else got to do that. So good for her. Right. But I, I could see that for Brie, it would be an adjustment when it had always just been the two of them. Yeah, definitely. And and Matt, you know, tells her that her feelings really resonate with him because, you know, he grew up wondering what was wrong with him throughout his life based mm-hmm. on sort of some of the, the, the different parts of his relationship with his, I guess, father. Um, he has, you know, he doesn't want to leave any sort of doubt in her mind. And he just really seems into her, I think. I mean, gives her the rose and then yeah, I could definitely see them. You know, I think she'll be around. Yeah, I wasn't surprised that she was one of the first or was the first to get a one-on-one date with him. So yeah, um, I think she'll be around for a while. And then we have eighteen people going on this stupid group date. <laughs> eighteen and people. And Victoria is acting like a fool back at the house. <laughs> That's pretty much the whole episode. We had two nice one-on-one dates, and then we had Victoria acting crazy. I just, I don't find her enjoyable. There's been a lot of articles online, um, comments from, you know, people who've been on this show, like JP Rosenbaum, um, Ashley Iaconetti, other people, just saying that she feels so, like, not well-rounded as a villain that it feels like she is an actress or something. They were like, you know, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel like she's a usual multidimensional villain. Like, she just doesn't have that quality to her. She's just, ugh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I saw some people comparing her to Corinne, and I'm like, but Corinne was funny, you know? I I, Like, they do have a little bit of an overlap, but she wasn't, she wasn't, I mean... She had redeeming qualities that this this gal does not have. I feel like I'm watching Donald Trump as a bachelorette or as a bachelor contestant, you know, mm-hmm. where she's just accusing all of the other women in the house of doing things that she's actually doing and then trying to make you feel like you're crazy. <laughs> well, this whole episode, everything she was saying, I was like, did I miss something? Like, what is happening? Like, no, that's you. You're doing that. <laughs> Yeah, it made me feel like a crazy person. And then I'm like, no, yeah. she's the crazy person. No, yeah. I'm watching TV. I am not a crazy person. Like the way she was just going after Marilyn, I found so insulting. And, you know, it yeah. just, it, like, and the fact that she felt like she needed to, like later in the episode, defend herself to Victoria, I'm like, but she didn't do anything. I don't think, unless I totally missed something. I think she's just a peacemaker kind of person. And so she yeah. 
didn't like what Victoria was doing earlier and, and she did speak out about it, but I didn't think that she was mean about it. I think she just was saying, this is really negative. Why does it, why are you acting like this? And I kind of feel uncomfortable being your roommate. Um, So I think that's what made her mad at her in particular, but um, I don't, I don't think she did anything to deserve, you know, what happened later in the episode, but I did see on Instagram, um, they had like a deleted scene or something that shows um, Victoria going back up to her room and her suitcases are outside. And I think that the producers put them out there, but to make her think that Marilyn did it. Oh, yeah. Probably. So that might have been part of it, although she didn't mention that to to Marilyn Matt. specifically. To or Marilyn Matt. or yeah. to Matt. She didn't bring it up. But I think that that was something that the producers did to kind of like poke the hornet's nest there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then they end up going, they're both on this group date, right? It's hard to even remember because everybody was on this group date. It's a blur. <laughs> I honestly, I tried to write down all of their names and then I just was like, I, 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 I can't. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, I was writing them down and then they just kept going and I was like, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just one of those things that's like, I, I kind of agree with the sentiment that it was kind of like you might as well have not even got on this date because it's one of those ones where not only are you running around a lot to try to like compete for something, but then halfway through they send half of them home. And so it's just like a mess. And I mean, that's the only benefit of going on that date is that you have to hope that you're on the team who wins, who then gets to spend time with him. But it's like the typical, like the, like making them really like fight and go at each other in order to get the right to go on to the second part of the night. I just don't like it when they do that. Like I prefer, it, it feels to me more constructive. And I mean, I, I'm clearly not a bachelor producer because who, they, they're like constructive, <laughs> who cares? But like I, you know, the fact that basically to get on to the later part of the evening, they have to like go at the other ladies is not the yeah. best like construct. I like, didn't love it. Apparently it was cap- like a capture the flag kind of thing, but I didn't even get that until no, later. Like a hot mess. They threw a cake at somebody. Somebody threw a cake at somebody, and I'm like, "You guys could just be eating this instead. Why? Why are they fighting?" Each other? I know. I think they should all conspire and be like, "We're just gonna sit over here and eat the cake." Um, but they start off wearing the dresses, and it looks like it's gonna be the cheesy, like, "Oh, let's take the wedding photos" kind mm-hmm. of thing. Which I was like, "This is gonna take a really long time with 18 yeah, people." Yeah, because so many. Really boring. And so it seemed, it seemed to be, I guess, producer picks as to who gets to do that. And then they were like, okay, just kidding. We're done with that. And then they, then they pulled them over to playing this game, you know, instead. And I just, I like the games where they have to exercise like skill, like whether they're like, you know, running a race or at least if they're playing something like, I don't know, even dodgeball has a little bit a of scavenger skill, hunt like or an obstacle versus, course or like, yeah, yeah. This was just mass chaos. Something where mass it chaos. seems like there's and a point I, to it rather than just everybody painting each other and throwing things at each other. It's like, I don't yeah. even know what's happening. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, as an observer, what what is going on? What is the goal? How do we know who's winning? Because it's just it just seemed like they were just running in circles, throwing things and I, I, whatever. I was like, this is a mess. Um, they did bring Big Polly back. or what, Is that his name? Did I get it right? Yes. Big Polly. Okay. Yeah. Big Polly. They, they like bringing – well, I, I feel like they're going to keep bringing people like this out because they can't bring people outside of the production crew, right? So they're like, yeah. all right, who else can we trot on out? You know, are we going to get to see some of the uh, some of the other producers? Who knows? Well, Chris Harrison and Big Polly were over there making, like, commentary like they do with, like, a dodgeball game or something. And Matt yeah. was over there, like, trying to take it all in, take notes. Like, he didn't know what was going on. <laughs> 
Like, oh my goodness. They were like, okay, so they were supposedly, I'm reading back on my notes that they were dipping wedding icons and they were trying to tag their opponents. Like, okay. It did not translate into what transpired. Like, the, the yeah, I didn't get it. Um, so the, the red, red team, team wins. The red team wins. That's like whoever that was. Line. I don't even know. <laughs> um, most valuable bride goes to Mari. And Rachel is upset. You know, she doesn't think she could have pushed herself harder, but, you know, she's just upset. So the, well, the I, red team I feel like go on. One thing that we missed is that um, Victoria bamboozled her way into taking a, a, a wedding photo that she wasn't supposed oh. to take. Yep. Of course she did. <laughs> I mean, she you got to appreciate the nerve, but also it was so rude. <laughs> and then she starts kissing Matt and it was so uncomfortable to watch. I got to say, I don't enjoy watching him kiss people. There's a lot of like open mouth, like just like, I feel like he's like attacking their face. Well, I liked all of the people who were posting like close-ups of his eyes because he like, opens his <laughs> eyes when he's kissing. They were like, Matt is looking around. Like, he's seeing what's like, happening. Uh, Where are the cameras? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a thing that he's doing because he's nervous about like being on the show or if he just always likes to look at people when he's making out. I like knows. to think he's a peep kisser. Like I just yeah. like to think that's just, you know, where his he heart is. Them. He just likes to, you know, check out his scene at every given point in time. He wants to know, be aware of his surroundings at all time. I'm going to be watching him. It's so funny. Like if you're him, I feel like you get this feedback a few episodes in and everybody's scrutinizing you. And like at that point, everything is taped. So like there's nothing you can do to change it. And I'm going to be watching every single kiss through the end of the season to look and see, be like, are his eyes moving around? (laughs) (laughs) Whoever does the the Bachelor Statistics account, they they should let us know. Like the number of, of open eye kisses. <laughs> yeah. The number of kisses it. and what percentage is open eye. I love it. I love that. Um, anything else from the um, – I remember what Well, I would say from the after date, the only significant thing to me was that, you know, he was having kind of real conversations with people. And um, he had a nice conversation with Lauren, I think. I don't know. Whatever they yeah, bonded yeah. over. Yeah. Jesus or something like that. And – um. I was going to say it was nice because um, I, I think a lot of times, you know, someone like that doesn't get a lot of time with the lead in the first episode and we don't really yeah. talk about it. Like all of a sudden they just magically stay around and you're kind of like, uh, okay, like what a change. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of like that he explained, you know, he was like, you re- you really intrigued me in night one. I know we didn't get a chance to talk. So like, I'm really glad we get to, like, and he made a point of pulling her aside and talking to her, which I thought is something that we don't see the lead do. And I don't know if, if, if it happens and we just don't see it or not, but mm-hmm. I like seeing that because I'm like, if we're going to see more of her, like I want to, I want to be like more invested in her story and I want to understand why he cares to keep her around too. So I'm hopeful that that means we're going to get a little bit more of like glimpses of the people who are going to continue to be, you know, present throughout the season. Well, can we know why he's keeping Victoria around? I just love that they sit down. She's like, I'm just going to open up to you. Um, I'm afraid I look fat in this dress. <laughs> <laughs> And then later, when when she doesn't get the rose, she's like, "But, but I really." But I can't. opened my heart to him, and I was like, "I'm telling him you thought you looked chunky in your dress," and I do feel for her because I think, like, on the show, everybody's so tiny, and she's yeah. like very, you know, normal weight. But like compared mm-hmm. to all of those other people there, I'm sure like she might feel insecure. So I, I, I think like a lot of her behavior is coming from insecurity, but it doesn't excuse the way that she's acting. But there's been stuff that's come out. So she competed in the Miss California pageant. And not that people who are in pageants can't be somewhat insecure, but they don't tend to be the most insecure in the room. So I'm kind of like, eh. 
That's odd. Yeah, I wouldn't have pecked her as a pageant girl. Yeah, and someone was actually apparently, I'm forgetting the technical term, but somebody was coaching her specifically on this and they they were commenting on it too. (laughs) So I don't know. I just don't know that I buy that she is that insecure well she about- made some kind of post about like going to a confidence coach before the show mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Did, I think I saw that on her Instagram and I'm like I didn't know that was a thing but <laughs> you should probably There's keep going for everything yeah yeah <laughs> yeah apparently we're still a little bit low um yeah I don't know I, I, I wasn't surprised that you know that that didn't you know win his heart over for the rose that did that definitely did not compare to his conversation with Lauren yeah or anybody, really. Or anybody. Uh, I think that was kind of the end of that date. And then he goes on a one-on-one with Sarah. Yes. And Sarah, did you see the coverage that came out in the news that apparently... Whether she dated G-Eazy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> G-Eazy, who has dated everybody. God bless him. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I, I don't know. Like, to me, after this, I mean, she just, she talks a lot about, her, you know, her relationship with her family and kind of what mm-hmm. her situation is with caring for her dad who has ALS and, you know, coming back home so she can help to support him and be with her family. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I wasn't expecting this news article. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, because she just seems, I mean, not that she can't be nice and date G-Eazy, but I just, I, I wasn't expecting it. She contains multitudes, man. (laughs) Yeah, right? I'm like, okay. So they go on a teeny tiny little plane, and I'm like, are they trying to kill these people? Because first they had the ATV, and then they have this tiny plane. Right? Um, The biplane or whatever? I don't do that. Those are the kinds of planes where it's like a biplane crash, and everybody's dead, you know? And I'm like, no, 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 ma'am. No, thank you. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they did the usual fly over the ladies so that it's, you know, rubbing their face in the date. You know, yes. the usual. Like they did earlier with the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they're packing it all. Like I'm like, where is this the season going to go if they're putting all of this in the second episode? Like are we just cuz they there's a there's two hot tubs. There's yeah. two hot tubs in this one episode. So where are we going? <laughs> where are we going? There's going to be five hot tubs in the next episode. That's where we're going. Right. They're gonna they're gonna jump they're gonna jump like lily pads from hot tub yeah. to hot tub. That's what they're gonna do. Um, I'm like okay, I'd be um, into it. And I I jumped ahead because like, she starts off and she's kind of like holding back on him a little bit, and he's kind of like eh. so. Then she reveals all of that about her family, and I think that you know he's kind of like she's relieved to share it, and then he's relieved because he's like okay, there's more here. Like I because he seems really into her, but that he was like trying to figure out what was missing. So by being okay. like, where's your pops? What's up with your pops? You know, he loves right? the word pops, which I, I it just cracks me up because like that's not a word I ever really use, but yeah. Um, so you know, they're back in the hot tub at the end of the day though, and kind of hanging out. So she thinks this is the start of something beautiful and special. Aw. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, we then go to the cocktail party. Yes. Where Matt Victoria's up party. in a sports car. I'm like <laughs> Why did he pull up in a sports car? Is he staying in like a total different like facility? <laughs> a place. He might be. I don't know. I was just like, where where have you been? Like, Because <laughs> they have that sure. giant main building that they're shooting most of the stuff in, but they have like other other areas mm. that people stay in. So I okay. would assume he has like a more private place. Okay. I'll buy it. <laughs> I I have to say – Every time she pops up, I really like Katie, the vibrator girl. I like her too. I didn't expect to because seriously, if somebody no. touched me with a vibrator, I'd be so mad. But like, I like I the was... rest of what I've seen of her and I like her on social media. So 
yeah. kind of rooting for Katie. And we're not – I mean, who knows where it'll go. Like, we're not seeing, I think, a ton of her in these episodes. So I almost feel like I'm getting more of a sense from her from her social media. But yeah, I, I, I just had to say, like Katie. Pro Katie. Um, yeah, very pro Katie. Um, they – I don't know. They they talked. He talks to a bunch of the the people, but really the focus of this this group date is the stupid thing with Marilyn and Victoria. I mean, that's all I really took away from that. So he saw Marilyn, and he remembered what her favorite flower was, and gave her what I was an orchid or something like that. So she was really excited, and it meant a lot to her that he remembered that she said that. That that was nice. I mean, like I with all those women there for him to remember something like that, I thought was nice. Um, I so was of course suspicious. she. You're out that maybe the producers. Yes, I think they okay. set him up. I think that well, the producers were right. like, <laughs> were like, were like, oh, well, this would be a really nice gesture because what they want is for him to be so conflicted when Victoria comes back and is like, look, Marilyn's crazy and toxic, and then yeah. he's like, whoa, because I just had this moment with her and I gave her this thing and we had a moment. Like, I, I really think they set him up. Yeah. Um, I want to think it's convenient. That's but true. I really they probably they did. They talk because like. I mean, there's yeah. still so many people there. Like, I, I don't know. It, it was a nice gesture, but I do think they set him up. And Look, I'm being very naive by thinking, oh, how nice. He remembered that flower. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. But when she came back to the group of women with the flower, that was definitely what set Victoria off, you know? Oh, yeah, because she's like, I'm going to go straight to him. Because like, I don't yeah. know. And, and also, And also, that's why they did it, too, because they knew that Victoria may or may not have oh, said sure. anything to him. Yeah, so they she needed that prompt because she and she took it really quick. <laughs> I think they were hoping either she would pop off around the women or she would do what she did, which is to go yeah. to him and complain. And I swear to God, like this just drives me crazy when people go to the lead with stuff like this. Marilyn's perfectly nice, and now he's she's gonna have like a cloud over her for the rest of the show because she's going in there saying that she's toxic and manipulative and she's a bully and like to call somebody a bully, she wasn't a bully. No, no, no. And it's like, I mean, sometimes the leads have come back and, and asked like the other, the other yeah. ladies, you know, about the situation and no one's doing that for her. So she's like, he's just kind of like left with this impression based on just the conversation between the two of them. And he doesn't know. I mean, I would like to think he has some sort of sense, but doesn't necessarily know just how crazy Victoria is. So he has an idea. Me, it made me mad as a viewer that, you know, anybody would take her word over. I wanted, like, Mar Marilyn's so nice. Yeah, and I wanted to see the other women stand up for her. Like, I hope yeah. I hope that at some point that happens because I just don't – I don't I don't, I don't think that's fair to basically kind of ruin her chances with this guy just because they yeah. didn't really like each other. But she didn't do anything. No, she didn't do anything at all. Well, even after that conversation, she tried to, Marilyn tried to sit her down and just talk through it. And Victoria was so rude the whole time. She's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to talk with you. I don't want to make things better. <laughs> I don't want to sit next to you. Like you can sit yeah. over there. Um, and she just acted like, like someone who had really had something like awful legitimately done against them. And I'm like, you're just being dramatic and petty. And I... I'm not interested, like just not interested. I don't want to see it. It's not fun. And I think to try to make this perfectly nice person out to be a bully and to be aggressive and like all of that, when she's apologizing when she didn't have to, to her just to try to make peace and she won't even take that. She's sitting there crying like she's the victim in this situation and she's not. Yeah. I just, I can't, I just can't with her. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. Cause I mean, there's, 
no way that he picks her. So I'm very curious how long yeah. you're going to be suffering through this because it's not it's not enjoyable. Um, Please tell me it's doing... not that long because I can't I can't take much more of this. No, me neither. Um, and they're all frustrated because all of this drama is meaning that most of them aren't getting time to talk to him yet again. Um, mm -hmm. And instead, you know, he's just being, you know, pulled back and forth between all of these things that are happening. And that's just kind of a waste of the evening. So yeah. um, they go, well, he pulls back aside Marilyn, right? I think so. They had like a brief conversation, but I don't think it really was. I mean, they, they talked before because then Marilyn went back to talk to Victoria, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they, there's like the two that he he talks with Victoria and she tells him about what's going on with Marilyn. Then Marilyn and, and her have a conversation and then he talks with Marilyn. And I don't remember. He, he, I don't think they said a ton. I think she just said there had been some friction and that and basically, you know, tells him that Victoria, I think, is not sleeping in the room. Very basic stuff. And she she yeah. was very, I think, polite about it because she could have totally thrown Victoria under the bus and been like, I didn't do anything to her. But he, she she was just very like. You know, well, she seemed like frustrated because she yeah. it seemed like she was just trying to figure out how do I get you to believe me that that's not what's going on. Yeah. And she just kind of like explained herself a little bit. But I think she she almost showed more emotion after they finished talking than she did in front of him. I'm sure she was just caught off guard. Yeah. Yeah, I would be, too. Um, if you're someone like that who's just she's just like a nice person who's just hanging yeah. out talking to people and all of a sudden someone comes at you I would be completely like what what do you do with this mm -hmm. um, so then they go to the rose ceremony and we don't get the whole rose now we get like what time um, people called is, out and then all of a sudden Sarah starts to pass out uh, <laughs> yeah so we get Piper Kit Maggie Rachel, Abigail, who touches her ear, which they have agreed is their secret signal. Um, <laughs> then we have Chelsea, Jacenia, Katie, Serena C. And then that's when, you know, and, and we see that they have like a, a close up of Sarah talking from earlier in the night saying that the longer Victoria yeah. is there, the more she questions her relationship with Matt. And then they show her like passing out. It's a little early to be getting into that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, okay. And that's kind of the end of the episode um, out of nowhere. So we don't finish up the rose ceremony. We don't know what happens with, you know, if he – and you and you know, I'm pretty sure that they give – he gives both Marilyn and um, and Victoria a rose. Yeah. They're not going to squander that quite yet. No. No. Um, I It did bring me back to memories. I think probably – People were like, why is she passing out? But I remember in band, I used to have to stand all the time. And then it would get me dizzy after a while because like sometimes you lock your knees or you're just not moving around. And I think maybe she was just standing there for too long and that's what happened. Yeah, it's so, it, it's so easy to happen. And those those um, rose ceremonies run for so long compared yeah. to what it feels like it should be. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that, you know, set her off. So. But hopefully everything is okay. We'll find out next week, I guess. Indeedy. Um, and let's see. Let's talk a little bit about good old Bachelor news. Let's see. Bachelor so, news. Um, I would say the biggest thing that I've seen is that people are speculating that Claire and Dale might have broken up. But I'm holding that hope because I like them as a couple. So I think it was well, something to do with like they deleted some comments or and, and she unfollowed his cousin. And they, I don't know. 
Yeah, there seemed to be, and yeah, so it it started first. I don't know if you saw that. Apparently, like there was a an Instagram video that she posted. Like he was trying to, I think, lift her up in the air, and they were filming it, and she managed to like smack her head on the ceiling. Yeah, and based on how it happened, people were telling her they're like, "Oh, you should go, you know, to the doctor to check it out because it could be a concussion." And so she was like, "No, it's fine, it's fine, whatever." And then more people kept telling her this. She's like, "Okay, fine." So she went and got it checked out. So, like, that wasn't that long ago. That was just a few days before all of this started happening. But then, uh, yeah, all over Reddit, they were commenting about how there were, like, there were posts up that both of them had that, you know, I guess then came down. And then, um, and then I get, yeah, the unfollowing of the cousin. And then the fact that they both had posted, um, like, things on Instagram that were very moody. And so, like, yeah, like, very contemplative however you say that. And um, maybe it's just a rough patch. We'll see. I know. So I'm curious. I mean, obviously I hope that's not the case. There was somebody who was like, they unfollowed each other and then they posted, they're like, okay, wait a minute. It must not have been updating right. They are following each other. <laughs> Instagram is super glitchy. Sometimes it says somebody's not following somebody, but it is. So you, you, you got to have people fact check that before you just throw it out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, so there's a post on the like Claire's post, like talks about how, you know, she's thankful to be able to see her mom in person now that she gets so emotional. Yeah. And, and then she, at the end says, you know, a mother always knows this is what people were, were speculating about. A mother always knows without saying a word, she reached in her pocket and pulled out this tissue and just squeezed my hand. And so people Aww. were like, Oh, that means that they broke up. And it's like, well, Maybe you're right. Maybe she's just having a bad day or they're just having I mean, a people go out. through difficulties without breaking up. So I wouldn't I wouldn't rush to assume that's what's going on, but who knows? I, I just I don't I know. know. Because I think people have been so hard on her and like gossip so much about them, like I want it to work, especially since she went so hard for him and basically gave up being bachelorette because of that. Um, I just want it to work out for them, but Yeah. So Here's was the there anything else in the news that you saw? Because that's um, the only thing I could think of. So there was there was an article from I guess someone from the um, the resort CEO. I guess, I guess the main resort at Neiman Colin was commenting on was commenting on finding used condoms in the trees branches. Oh yeah, I did see that. But I, I wouldn't that assume was... that that's Matt. I mean, there's a lot of production, a lot of people there. I don't know. It was from anybody. It was just funny because I don't know that I've. I can remember another season where someone who was like the official from the property has spoken to media. A little unprofessional. Right? (laughs) So she goes on to say, you know, that hair will be pulled and weaves will fly (laughs) during the season. Okay. They don't need to be like trying to drum up publicity. We already all want to go to Neiman Colon. Like if anything, this is, this This is, is you know, declassing the joint by by putting out this weird condom story. Okay. Right. Sometimes there's some hanky-panky going on where it shouldn't have been, but I can tell you, I can't tell you everything that was going on. We're on 3,000 acres, so there's a lot of land and a lot of woods out there. There are things going on inside and outside of the hotel all the time. Like, what is that? People are bored. We're in quarantine. We're here to serve in any way that we can. We're here to make sure all of our guests are happy all the time. Okay. Look, if she's going to put that out there, give me details. Okay. Right? So funny. Um, let's see. Have you seen the footage of Matt after the show? Like he has this crazy thick beard going on. Yes, I did um, see the beard. Yeah, I'm like he said, it's cold in New York. Um, 
he talks about he was on i guess the bachelor happy hour podcast i think is the one he was on and he talked about how he didn't date a lot before the show supposedly um because he was okay so sure well I we like saw him to make we him saw out. the quarantine crew so all right i like how they try to make him out as like this professional with his like real estate crew but then he talks about how you know he didn't have any money and new york is so expensive so he wasn't doing a lot of dating and it's like well you came directly from new york to go on the show so basically mm-hmm. you have no money is what you're telling me okay. <laughs> got it got it he said that you know he he's trying to focus on the charitable work and so he claims mm-hmm. that he doesn't have as much happening on the other front I guess. well i'm sure yeah. with his real estate i'm sure he'll be making more money after this yeah i'm sure most of the people tend to go on the show and then bounce onto something obviously right yeah it's a, a little bit bigger and better well ari's a realtor he's i saw he was back on uh, house hunters international again i think he had a second episode I don't remember him going on there. So was he um was he one of the like people who was taking people around? I mean it's all fake, it? right? So yeah. <laughs> uh but he was in two of their Amsterdam episodes because his family's from there. Uh yeah. so he's not licensed over there, but he was kind of there to talk to the couples moving over there about different neighborhoods or living in the Netherlands, stuff like that. Oh, okay. They build him as a relocation specialist, which I'm not sure he is, but that's okay. Not buying it. Not buying <laughs> it at all, but okay. Uh, the last thing I was going to mention was there's been so much in the news about Peter and Kelly. So oh, like yeah. we, we talked about how they split up and then she came out, like he came out with his statement and she was later to come out with hers. And then there's been all of this stuff like talking about how, you know, even though she really, even though um, his mom really liked Kelly, that his mom was like part of a factor contributing to the breakup or like the tension I mean, in the relationship yeah, or whatever. I'm sure. <laughs> like, it's like she's like a third wheel. Um, so, but there was, um, you know, originally Kelly posted saying that she hoped to eventually get to New York on her own because that's where they were supposed, like they had just posted all this stuff about like how excited they were to be moving and they were back, like packing up and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like, just kidding, we're, we're breaking up. And so yeah. now like he came out being like, well, I'm really excited to move to New York. Like he was still going to go. And originally she wasn't going to. And then shortly thereafter, I don't know if she found a job or I don't know what the deal is, but now she's back to going to New York. So they're yeah. both going to New York separately. I don't Good know. For her. I mean, I'm happy that she's going. It's a big city. Um, so it's not like. People were posting all over um, on one. Um, I occasionally peep into the, the Facebook group for Olivia Caridi's podcast. And people were like, you need to be roommates. And she was like, well, we're going to be New York friends. Like, I think she's Olivia's already in New York with her own space. But yeah. um, anyway, so I was happy for her because I thought that was really crappy. Like, I can't imagine getting ready to move and then someone being like, just kidding. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens there. People like the, the news outlets seem to be all about covering. So I feel like whatever happens there, we'll get the play by play. Yeah. I'm sure more will come out for sure. Yeah, I think that's about it. I don't think it was a super eventful week in the bachelor verse. No, it was not. So I'm sure we'll get a lot going on next week. I guess we will talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye. Connect with us on Twitter at AcceptThisPod, where we live tweet episodes and share updates on Bachelor news. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and on Google Play. If you love us, take a minute and leave us a lovely five-star review. Nothing makes our day more. We'll talk to you soon.